Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Now, long before Martin Luther ever read the passage in our epistle, which says, By works of the law, no human being will be justified in God's sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. Long before he ever read that, Martin Luther thought that his good works were the things that were going to get him into heaven. There was just one problem for him. He worried that he could never do enough good works to please God. And even when Luther did do the good works that the church in the early 1500s required, Luther always thought that his motives were impure, and he stood afraid. He was afraid that God was going to look deep inside him and find a guilty man. Moreover, Luther feared that God would have no greater pleasure than to send his sinful self into the pits of hell. In Luther's efforts to please an angry God, he fasted for days, he spent sleepless nights in prayer, he even beat himself, all to fight the sins that constantly tempted him, no matter what. Once, he decided to punish himself and he locked him in his, himself in his room. And a few days later, his fellow monks, they forced the door open to his room and they found Luther laying there unconscious. Yet he still did not feel that God loved him or that he was doing enough to be saved. Even the thought of Christ continued to frighten Luther as he later said, the name of Christ Jesus often frightened me, and when I looked at him on the cross, he seemed to me like a flash of lightning. When people mentioned his name, I would have rather have heard the name of the devil mentioned, for I believed that I would have to do good works until they made Christ love me until they made him forgive me. Luther did not feel God's love for him in Jesus. He didn't feel it. Do you ever lack a feeling of God's love for you? You just don't feel it. Perhaps you have a guilty conscience like Luther. I can relate to that. I never thought that God forgave me either. Perhaps you've tried to please God or at least your mother or father or your grandparents by going to church. You don't go because you feel anything, but you go because of guilt. Or maybe you don't feel guilty, but you really don't feel God's love either. You're just sort of numb 
when it comes to God. But you know something. Even though Luther did not feel God's love, even though the church in his time did not proclaim God's love in the gospel, God still loved his church. Jesus still died for her sins. Do you know what else? You may not feel loved by God, but his actions still prove his love for you. I want to read on in our epistle lesson some of the words that you've heard often, and they may sound a little cold to you because of your familiarity with them. But I want us to unpack them and know that even if we don't feel it, God loves us. We read, For by the works of the law no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now, The righteousness of God has been manifested, that's made known, apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, it is the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. All have sinned. All fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation, that's a payment, by his blood to be received by faith. Now to start off with, we have every reason, every reason in the world to fear God's righteous wrath. Luther was right to fear his wrath. He is perfect and holy, and sin cannot stand in God's presence. It can't. And we were filthy with sin. Our thoughts, our words, and our deeds, they are all riddled with sin every step of the way. And God's law, it points out every place where we fall short. It gives us knowledge of our sin, and this should terrify us, because we deserve to be cast away from God's presence. But do you know what God does? Out of his great love for you, he makes you righteous. Jesus was put forward for all of us sinners to be the justifier of all who believe in him. Now, does that still sound a little cold and academic? It may. But go back to the last part of what we just read. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift. Let's stop right there. How are you and I 
poor miserable sinners who are only good for casting away justified by grace a gift you could never earn God's righteousness that would be a wage you did hard work you get paid for your hard work this is a gift And for some people, this hurts their pride. But for those who received God's gift of grace with thankful hearts, they are blessed beyond their wildest dreams. You cannot dream of how great heaven will be. How great it will be to be united with Christ in heaven. And you get heaven all as a gift by God's grace. Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. And thanks be to God, he gives us mercy because we deserve nothing but punishment. Grace is when you get something you never could earn, like God's love. Let's read on. This gift comes to you through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. Again, this sounds theological, theoretical, and it is. Your gift came at a price. The price that was paid for your gift was not a certain amount of money, Imagine if somebody paid, a, got a gift for you that cost over a million dollars. And imagine if you couldn't even make that amount of money in your lifetime. That price is nowhere near the price that it cost to get you heaven. It was the blood of God's Son. You may not feel God's love, but my friends, that does not change the fact that God loves you with everything he has. He loved you so much, loves you so much, that his blood spilled for you. Your baptism, it united you with that love. It said you were united with him in a death like his. So that as he has resurrected, you have new life with him. And moreover, God doesn't just give you a one-time gift. He desires to give you that love over and over again in the bread and in the wine. His body and blood that was given and shed for you are received by you in the sacrament. You know what this is? This is gospel, my friends. God gives his all for you. He gives his love to you. Luther didn't feel it before he discovered the gospel. 
And he didn't always feel it after he discovered the gospel. He was a man who suffered depression his whole life. But you know what? God always loved him. God always loves you, whether you feel it or not. In 1511, Martin Luther still did not understand God's love for him. Yet he was ordered to go and teach the Bible in Wittenberg, Germany. He didn't feel worthy enough to even read the Bible, let alone teach it. That shows you how messed up things were in the church at that time. Luther was a priest who didn't even read God's word, nor did he understand it. He thought of Jesus as a terrible tyrant of the law who gave more and more demands that he could never meet. Yet, when Luther began teaching God's word, he never thought that he would have came across the lesson that we had in our epistle today. Yet in order to teach new students, Luther had to read it. And when he read it, he discovered an eternal gospel to proclaim to all of those who dwell on the earth. He wanted people from every tribe, every language, and every nation to hear this gospel that he discovered. And on October 31st, 1517, Luther had garnered enough courage to ask for a debate with the bishops of the church at that time. So he nailed 95 ideas to the castle door at Wittenberg. And this was just the beginning. But what was happening? God's love for the world was being made known once again. It was always there, but people weren't hearing it. It was always there, but the people weren't feeling it. And sometimes when we find ourselves in the midst of struggles, it's easy to question that love. Our gospel lesson today is really Jesus critiquing the world's treatment of his love. Jesus said from the day of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. What he's telling the people there is that John the Baptist is in prison not because he was a bad Christian. He was in prison because the people rejected hearing God's love for them. John pointed, John was the one who pointed to Jesus and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In other words, he was saying, Look, this is God's love for you. He may look plain, he may look ordinary. He may not speak in an extraordinary manner, but he will lay down his life so that you can be united with God. And what did the world do? 
the world put John in prison for that message. More than that, they killed him. And more than that, they would kill the very love of God. Jesus noted, For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man, uh, myself, Jesus, he came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. The people were not rejecting the different methods of Jesus and John or how they went about things. They were rejecting God's love for them in Jesus that we know through the gospel. And 1,500 years later, the very people that called themselves Christ's church rejected the message of God's love for them that Luther proclaimed once again. Martin Luther was not celebrated when he shared the epistle that we read today. A bounty was put on his head, wanted dead or alive. And yet, even when the entire world was rejecting God's love in the gospel, God continued to love her through his word and sacrament ministry. Today, we're celebrating Reformation Day. We are celebrating the 499 years of the Lutheran Church, where it is proclaimed that one is justified by faith in the blood of Jesus, shed for us sinners, apart from the works of the law. We are celebrating God's love for his church in good times and bad times. God's love for us, whether we feel it or not. Moreover, we are celebrating that God has chosen us to share his love with the world through our words and deeds just as he chose John the Baptist, just as he chose Martin Luther, he chooses you to love the world. He loves the world through you. And we pray that no matter how the world responds to us, whether they reject Christ's love or rejoice in it, we pray that we would remain steadfast in the gospel that first delivered the love of Jesus to us. And now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.